Sweet. <clears throat> well, before we get started, uh, points of order, Meg, uh, you're still interested in D&D, right? You're just uh, wanting to play? Yeah. Okay. I'm still trying to find two other players. I haven't had a chance to talk to Sandin and Andrew yet. I think <laughs> Andrew just finally accepted my friend request on Facebook, so... I'll send him a message and see if they are wanting to play. I want to get at least four people. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I want to get at least four people. So if my friend does flake out, the party has at least three people. Cool. Sounds good. So I'm still working toward it. So as long as you're still down to play, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm heading that way. I am down to clown. Dork. <laughs> 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 It's D and Have you ever heard of? Uh, and now of course I'm asking. Have you ever heard of that that the uh, comedian that I can't remember his name? Stephen something. He's a singing comedian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a station on Pandora that's. Uh, it started off as uh, a station with uh, Stephen Lynch is his name. I think. No, not Stephen Lynch. <laughs> uh, Stephen, fuck, I can't remember it either. Um, uh, it started off of Tenacious D, and it just ends up with him and other random stand-up bits like Tosh and, and other like comedians like that. But I, I know the song you're talking about. It's D D. Yeah, he has a couple yeah. of different D and D songs that are that are pretty funny. No, you're right. It's Stephen Lynch. Oh, it is Stephen Lynch. Okay. Yeah. I just remember that bit where he's saying about like grabbing the Funyuns and the Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't put out an album in a while. I wonder what he's up to. Yeah. I, my friend John, um, I think if I remember right, introduced me to him. And he, my friend John, like he was all into just finding a bunch of stand up comedians like back in the day. And he, we just had like constantly, we had burned CDs, CDRs playing in the car as we were driving around town and it was like Stephen Lynch and Dane Cook when he first hit big mm -hmm. and um uh freaking uh holy shit apparently he just put out a new uh, comedy album oh really yeah uh sometime late last year okay David Cross that was another one that we had yeah. constant, constantly on rotation good stuff I still do occasionally I mean I haven't done it in a while but for years I would do his uh he had a bit it was like it literally like 30 seconds long and it was his impersonation of what if it's his fucking name uh from the 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 lead singer of the smashing pumpkins lost his car keys billy corgan <laughs> billy corgan yeah <laughs> and it's just this little soft guitar where the fuck are my car keys <laughs> I'm right there in my hand i had them just a second ago <laughs> Jesus. And he just finds I, them like he's like, oh, here they are. <laughs> I I <clears throat> I every every once in a while bust into my name is Satan. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I need to find that that album again now. I want to go through the whole line. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Uh well, should we do this thing? Uh sure. Let's go. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, let me let me preface that that i guess with uh a conversation i had probably like a half hour ago okay with with my mom <laughs> uh so i think i've told you this before uh my sister is anti-vax 
Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. My sister is anti-vax. So is her husband. Therefore her kids are not getting vaccinated. They're all like mid teens to late teens now. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom just went down to visit them. They took a trip to Vegas. Well, uh, because the one of the kids has a baseball tournament there. Mm. Um, so the reason why my mom went down is to babysit the youngest who wasn't going to go. And so she stayed there with the youngest for a couple of days. They come back. They all got COVID. Ugh. Oh, my God. All of them. Including except for your the, mom? Including my mom. My mom is, is double vaxxed with the booster. Oh, that's good. Um, I think she has the booster. I'm pretty sure she has the booster. She's not she's not terribly sick. She she had a cough. She had some chest congestion for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. But my six my sister apparently has been in and out of the doctor's office. She hasn't been put into the ER on oxygen or anything yet, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. But she's been in and out of the doctor's office multiple times over the last couple of weeks. So yeah, that's scary. Has she changed her tune yet? No, they're 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 still not getting the vax. Oh, we've had it now, so we don't need the vax. Ugh. Yeah. So yeah. Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's that's the state of mind I'm in right now, just just to give you just to put you aware. Okay. Well we'll we'll try to lighten the mood here. Um sing more Stephen Lynch songs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You can't control what other people are gonna do. Exactly. Just, yeah. You gotta do. Welcome to the Getting Off Topic podcast, everybody. <laughs> we can cut that section out if you want. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, it doesn't well, matter. Anyway, didn't we say we were going to cheer up the place? Uh, yeah. And by cheering up the place, did you guys get a tsunami warning yesterday? Oh, yeah. That was interesting. That was fun. <laughs> actually i was working and so they sent out an email like hey warning just fyi like in case we had to uh you know send texts in that area the coastal regions but yeah i guess uh a volcano went off somewhere i forget yeah, where the, uh, tongo islands and it's in the south pacific to the uh east of new zealand like in the like very like the remote, remote, tiny little islands in the middle of the South Pacific where you might go on a vacation or it might just be ones where people live and nobody actually vacations there. Tongo is mostly a residential, like not residential, but like rural non-vacation destination type place. Yeah, native people there. It's not a resort island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was the largest volcanic eruption in like a hundred or two hundred years, something like that. Of that region or of the world? Well, of that region, and it's in like the top five or six. I think only Mount St. Helens was stronger. Oh wow! And the the I think the uh, the Iceland volcano a couple of years ago um, mm -hmm. might be in the same range. But like, did you see the satellite videos or anything from that? No, nah, I didn't look anything up. Oh, it's it's nuts. It's like there's there they it's it's actually the first major volcano that has been captured live on a satellite feed. Mm -hmm. And you see just 
this enormous cloud the size of fucking France. They actually like superimposed the cloud against France, oh and God. it literally covers almost the entirety of fucking France. Jesus. Just this <laughs> giant cloud, and then the concussion blast, the like shockwave that mm-hmm. it sends out across the world. It was so loud that it was it was heard in New Zealand and Australia, which is like two and a half uh, thousand kilometers away, which is nuts. Yeah. And then also because of the way it echoed off the atmosphere, people in Alaska fucking heard it. And that's literally <laughs> halfway across the globe. <laughs> Jeez. This yeah. is like the world um, is like a greasy faced 16 year old and just popped the gnarliest whitehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah, pretty much. Boom. <laughs> pretty fucking much. Wait, so if you're watching all these satellite videos and everything, this is basically you getting your fix of disaster movie porn. Oh, right? absolutely. <laughs> like I am, <laughs> I am absolutely, I am absolutely fascinated with like, volcanoes and that kind of stuff that's like if i had actually gone to college it would have been geologist geologist or meteorologist or 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 something along these lines it's because todd wants to be a weather girl yes yes i do (laughs) (laughs) who gets rescued by james bond and dante's (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely Hey, yeah, Pierce Brosnan comes along and says, we got to go. I'm, you, you go. That's what you do. Exactly. I'm not going to say no to Pierce. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, last was it last year or the year before? I forget. They all blur together in the era of COVID. <laughs> but when we got when did we get the uh, the the ocean on fire? The like the little mouth of to, the little hell mouth that erupted. Oh, I believe that was last year. Was that last year? I forget. Yeah, the the oil spill that erupted in flames and just wouldn't be put out. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, fun stuff. So we've got uh, yeah volcanoes erupting uh, to an insane degree. We've got COVID still, and, of course, running and rampant. Were, and there were actually tsunamis. Like there were legit tsunamis. Like the the islands around it got hit pretty hard with tsunamis and Uh, california we had a a few different places like santa cruz like not nothing major but santa cruz like some of the low-lying beaches and the uh the the um harbors flooded like up to like up to a foot or two of water inland i have some family that lives in crescent city california like right on the water and i checked in and she said that yeah, there was a lot of, their house is fine. Everything mm-hmm. is good. They got a little damp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Crescent City is one of the unique ones. Crescent City is very susceptible to any sort of uh, tsunami waves coming from, from the South Pacific or Japan area, particularly. Oh. Crescent City is like, I think they're one of the most hit cities in the world of tsunamis. Like they in, in the past... Yeah. Uh, they they've been hit multiple times by even even small earthquakes can mm-hmm. generate it's just the the way the topography of the the bay that they sit on kind of like funnels it into them mm-hmm. yeah. it, so it, when uh deep impact happens they're uh 
they're like right on the bullseye. Oh no, we're all fucked if deep impact happens. Like <laughs> they they they're in the bullseye if just like a large large earthquake happens. Okay, I I only saw like the end of that movie once on like TBS in the middle of the day. But if I recall, <laughs> Elijah Wood, Frodo, jumps on a little dinky motorcycle Scooter. and uh, and just heads for the hills and he's fine. Like he just kind of scooters his way up into the woods, into a, like a little well, a foothill uh, of a mountain, if you will. And Him and Lili Sobieski are, are in the like the west or the eastern mountain ranges, the the the. Um... Appalachians, so they're they're like already uh they're pretty they're i mean the Appalachians are not huge but they're up into the mountains so right so they're just like, far they're, they're, they're and like, high enough away yeah gotcha all right all right uh well shit uh <laughs> in, in other uh light-hearted 2022 news <laughs> <laughs> we had uh we had betty white leave us at the Aww. last second and uh, we were wondering who's going to be next and man they're dropping like flies um sydney potier um legend which i mean the guy he was suffering from being 94 years old so that was you mm. know that's not a big shock to the world a loss to the world but you know not a big shock but then this past week Speaking of comedians, Bob Saget, man. It's that was unexpected. Yeah. 65 years old. Too. That is way too soon. I can't believe he was 65. I thought he was younger than that. He's been around for a while, but I mean, he's still yeah. lively as hell, you know, still still doing his thing. Um, and he, he looks unshaped. He's he had one of those demon packs where he he got to the point where he looked the way he looks and then didn't change for like yeah. 30 fucking years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he filled out with a little older, older gentleman weight. But other than that, like, you know, still full head of hair and, you know, just, yeah, looked like he could uh, be back hosting uh, America's Funniest Home Videos tomorrow. Uh, which, by the way, I did see somebody post that. There was a tweet floating around of like, Kids, kids now will never understand that our version of YouTube was waiting for this man to show us what was funny on a Sunday night for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and cracking some and really then, bad puns to go with it. Uh, he always did that dumb little, eh, look at me. He, <laughs> he was the inventor of dad jokes. Yeah. What's funny is that we grew up knowing him from knowing him from that and from full house and it was only like once i got into my teens and later i learned that oh wow he is like a super blue comedian like just <laughs> like all the insane stuff he did in his stand-up you know with that the, the x-rated shit that he couldn't say on full house <laughs> like he intentionally goes as hard as possible to their because he's created this public persona of the mm -hmm everybody's father everybody's uncle just the, mm -hmm. the nicest guy and then he he leverages that to say the most vile shit he can come up with <laughs> and it's just an amazing like dichotomy it's just fucking brilliant oh like, one of the, the oh go ahead one of the one of the first tributes that came out was just the video of him 
doing the aristocrats joke. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to bring up. And it's every time I come across it, I just, I die laughing. Yeah. It is the funniest shit. Well, it's, it's, they came to him, you know, just like they did with all the comedians when they did that little documentary about the aristocrats joke. Um, and, you know, gave him the prompt, like, hey, we're doing this documentary. Like, let's let's see your let's hear your version of it. We'll film it. And the whole time he's just sitting there. And as he goes further and further and more down the rabbit hole of <laughs> depravity, he's just sitting there, like shaking his head at himself as he just keeps going on. It's like, <laughs> but he keeps going yes. because that's the point. Uh, yeah. But that reputation aside i saw an incredible outpouring from the whole stand-up community the entertainment community in general but stand-up specifically because he is well known as like one of the kindest people in the business like he took younger comics under his wing there was no like you know no like ego of like uh, you know these these younger comics are taking my time or anything like he was apparently like so incredibly welcoming and there was so many younger comics that are working today who, who had a story about like Bob Saget, like they can, I, he could be like my best friend. Like he helped me get, you know, start my sets here and so on and so forth. So, but just all around, like a great dude. And like, I have yet to hear any unkind words spoken about him. So that's rad. And apparently there's a lot of stories coming out um, about, how he protected and sheltered like the Olsen twins from a lot of the Hollywood bullshit. And then when they were starting to have their troubles later on in life and their like late teens, early twenties, like he was always there for them because he had addiction issues in the past. And so Mm -hmm. he was able to help them with their addiction issues and all that kind of stuff. So just a really great dude in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been around since, well, I think he, started in the 80s like yeah early 80s and i don't think you were allowed to be a stand-up comedian without some sort of drug habit like you go to the comedy store and they they say okay you're, you're on in 30 here's your complimentary bag of coke <laughs> pretty much <laughs> oh shit anyway should probably move on to some nerd shit um i do have a bit of headlines that, well first off Todd, what have you been doing the last two weeks? What are you watching? What are you playing? What's going on? Well, watching, I have caught up on The Eternals. I've been watching Boba Fett. Yes. Been getting through Witcher. Witcher! Witcher, we finished season two. Wah, wah, wah. Nice. Uh, been just mainlining Critical Role. Uh, mm-hmm. As many hours as I can put in. God, there's a fuck ton of it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably going to take a while to convince me to go down that rabbit hole. Like it took well, uh, 10, 15 years for me to finally binge all of Supernatural, all 15 years of it. <laughs> so <laughs> the amount of it, critical role out there, it might take me some time. Yeah, it's more even like even at 15 years of like 20, like what is it? 20, 20 episode seasons. Yeah, something like that. Hour long episodes or half hour long? Hour long, yeah. Yeah, there's there's still there's one campaign of critical role is more than than that. And there's two full campaigns and and one just started campaign. 
there there is an upcoming uh a, a gateway intro into it that you could uh, start with yeah I'll, uh, I'll watch the animated show for sure yeah the animated show is coming up at the end of the month here i think the premieres on the 28th uh critical role the legend of vox machina is the name of it it's on amazon uh amazon prime and uh that's gonna that's going to be the 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 prequel story to their campaign one because campaign one actually starts off uh, it actually picks up like a year or two into their home game they actually had a home game going before uh critical role became a live show um and that it picks up about a year or more into their uh their 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 home game and then so this is going to tell the story of before the uh the live show started and then like the first sort of arc of the live show gotcha all right i'll check that out is there a release date for that i think it's the 28th oh this month yes oh cool all right so next next friday cool yeah things coming Uh, not this coming Friday, next Friday. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, still slamming through uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, getting close-ish to the end, although there's still, I'm sure, like a thousand side quests that I haven't uncovered. Thousand side quests, you got DLC, and then... Uh, yeah, yeah I'm working on the whole DLC section right now, the frozen Into the Frozen Wilds, which I'm almost done with that. That's a lot of fun. Um, and now I'm like almost maxed out on my, uh, my character level. I'm like almost hit level 50. So <laughs> finishing the main quest is going to be a breeze, <laughs> but, uh, I've been playing not, that not too much, uh, not too much, uh, wait to, if you want to just hold on and play forbidden West when it comes out, cause that comes out in less than, well, exactly a month. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. There goes my life. Well, yeah. already. <laughs> if you have a life know, now, right? as you sit here playing Animal Crossing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so we're doing that. Uh, we've been, well, also Book of Boba Fett. We should definitely talk about that last episode. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Danny Trejo is now in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Not only, not only Danny Trejo, but we also got Milton, too. Milton. Oh yeah, Stephen Root. That was great. Uh-huh. Oh, the memes are great already. Where it shows Boba Fett, I think asking him about something, or no, it's uh, Stephen Root. Yeah, coming to um, him. Who's the assassin that's with him? Benedict Shand. Benedict uh, Yeah, she's you know like leaning over to talk to him, and she's asking. Um, he wants his stapler. And oh yeah, hands back He's, to him. He says they stole his stapler, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's Stephen Root as Milton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just fucking great. Right, I'm gonna burn your palace down. Uh, it's all right. Um, yeah, that's which. By the way, oh, okay. I have some other related news, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna curtail that for a second because we got to talk book of Boba Fett. Danny Trejo, Rancor trainer, and first off, I love. This, this is expanding a couple of things that I love about Book of Boba Fett so far. Like the whole, the main plot honestly hasn't grabbed me a whole lot yet. Like Fett trying to like be the local crime lord or run the place or 
uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm enjoying the backstory more with mm-hmm. his time with the Tuscan Raiders, the Sand People, and everything, and and um, and how it it really expands on them as opposed to being just like mindless beasts of the desert and everything. They're they're. Uh, I saw some article online that was kind of talking about how it's it's almost like uh, the equivalent of telling better stories about indigenous peoples, kind of, which is pretty rad. Um, but uh, also, Danny Trejo comes in as the the Rancor trainer, and they're talking, and he's talking to Fett about like the history of Rancors and everything. And they've basically made them the pit bulls of of the star wars universe <laughs> like there he's actually as opposed to the only time we've seen one in live action before is return of the jedi and is just like some crazy beast that luke had to kill because it was trying to eat him now they're expanding on that and saying like oh yeah they're actually very docile and loyal and friendly and loving they just have this unfortunate history of being bred for fighting and everything so they are the pit bull they're space pit bulls is what they are pretty, pretty much it's it's been sort of that that's been sort of the known thing in the uh, expanded universe for a while. Like the canon was that Jabba had underfed and chronically, like the only food that he would get would be people that he would drop down through the, the chute there. Yeah. So that was the only time that the Rancor would eat. And so, yeah, it, it's cool that, that, that a lot of the, that the average fan is getting to know this rather than just like, super nerdy i've read every single fucking books and the annotations and the like compendium books too so cool and danny trejo if you're familiar with danny trejo and his his good doings in real life it's very fitting of him to be (laughs) yeah be be like uh the guy who comes in and who is defending the the animals activists in real life like he he, like supports like shelters and stuff like that yeah absolutely all kinds of um yeah and he's got the vegan taco shelter causes yeah yeah trejo's tacos yeah uh so that's awesome um I saw a funny article. Um, Ming Na Wen was being interviewed uh, recently about the show. Uh, she and uh, and uh, Tamora Morrison. Um, she actually credited not just Agents of Shield, but her intense training on Street Fighter the movie, <laughs> uh, which laid the groundwork for her to do what she does now. She's uh, I didn't realize she's fifty eight. She's fifty eight years old now. Yeah. And she's, she's still in amazing shape. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she was. She looks like she's like forty. Yeah, <laughs> she was talking about that in an interview and saying how, um, yeah, she when, when she was younger and first Street Fighter was her first like action role, and as silly as that movie was, they actually did put her through some intense working out and fighting training and everything to the point where she was like, oh god, this this sucks. Like I'm never gonna do this again. But now here she is at 58 doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where she was constantly kicking ass now in uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was pretty rad. Um, what did you think about the uh, the hipster Vespa gang? Oh, my Oof. God. <laughs> that was Oof. where it turned into like a child's movie. That was definitely uh, Robert Rodriguez, who is definitely 
directed a, a number of child's movies. Yeah, he's very, I mean, he does it all. He does amazing. He did fucking Desperado from Dusk Till Dawn, all kinds of crazy, awesome shit. And he also did, you know, uh, Spy Kids. Kids. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, was it Shark Boy and Lava Shark Girl? Shark Boy and Lava Girl, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's so. He wants to bring in the fun for the whole family, but he also still has the edge to him. And sometimes he just kind of skews in one direction and another. So. Yeah. I told Tony so while I, watching the episode, I was like, this turned into Back to the Future Chase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah the, the mayor's uh, little assistant guy needed to, he needed to crash into Bantha Manure. That would have been yep. perfect. Sorry. Go on, Todd. You were saying. So I, I initially gave them a pass because it is ingrained in Tatooine culture, the speeder bike swoop bike gang type mm-hmm. thing. Like we know this from shadows of the empire. We know this from other like expanded universe novels that, that the, the, the speeder bike gang is definitely a thing. However, fucking fifties Italian Vespa looking speeders, <laughs> speeder bikes with, like super bright fucking colors mm-hmm. uh, that was that was that was stretching it quite a bit for me <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of like and i mean of course george lucas originally was very much a fan of i mean he did american graffiti you know the the old yeah 50s hot rodders and everything teenage i, I college think he was kids, trying to trying, to trying to be all cool I think he was trying to pay homage to that specifically mm-hmm. to that, but it just didn't work on Tatooine because these, these are like poor gang member kids. Right. That they were, they were harping on like how, how downtrodden they were and how this guy's not giving us our fair share and blah, blah, blah. But you've got these souped up, like polished, <laughs> brightly colored speeder bikes. And they I all mean, have if, like their own different color. Yeah. If if the bikes were like sort of rusted on parts of it and the colors were muted, but there were still the 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 bits of bright like a piece here, a piece there that were like a bright blue, I could see it. Then that would have been perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But to have these like slow ass looking Vespas that are like perfectly polished <laughs> amongst the absolute dirt that is Moss Espa. <laughs> that just all looked identical as well like they all should have had different styles to them or it looked different they they, they kind of had different ish styles but they had the same overarching theme yeah. of that that 50s like retro look yeah but yeah, i think was- it's if if you take away the colors being so jarring and I've actually seen a couple of the fan, a couple of fan edits of that scene where mm-hmm. the chase is sort of sped up and it makes it look like it's not a slow fucking speed chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, then it would be okay. But I mean, that that's my main gripe so far. And if that's all that I can really gripe about, I'm, I'm not too. Yeah, we're we're definitely in the weeds with like picking apart geek minutia here, but it's I think we all agree that it kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Um, and again, maybe it, it clearly he made a choice to just kind of pay homage to that sort of like, you know, greaser gang, whatever. But 
to fit in the world, the rest of the world that has been set up of Star Wars and specifically like tattooing, you know, yeah, uh, literally you could have done that on literally any other world and yeah. it would have fit in perfectly fine. Yeah. But on or, tattooing, or it just stands out like a fucking sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just have them on beat up bikes, like scrap. They had to scrap together because, you know, because they are scrounging for whatever they can. Like old, like but, pod racers or something. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, geek minutia. Um, let's see. Was there anything else in that episode? I forget. Um, we had the fight with the, the fucking giant ass Wookiee. Oh, yeah. That was rad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll be back. Oh, he's definitely going to be back. I'm surprised. I was ha- I was totally expecting him instead of just shooing him off into the desert, just being like, Hey, you want a job? <laughs> I thought that's where it was going to, but I yeah. think he'll come back around and, and like offer his services to Fett. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he kind of owes Fett a life debt now because like he could have killed him. It's true. Yeah. Now, um, the back to tank. I'm wondering He's spending a lot of time in there. Is there something that they're going to reveal at some point? Like he is permanently injured in some way because he seems to be like constantly having to recover in that thing. Like he's had a few fights and scrapes, but it seems like like that's sleeps in there. Yeah, that's just where he hangs out. The I mean, he did survive being digested by a giant creature that breaks you down by covering you in acid goo and then immediately was forced to live amongst the sand people for an extended amount of time and Tatooine is not the healthiest of places for a human body to live in so I think it's just I think it's just he needs it because of all the number of injuries he suffered in a short period of time and it's probably permanently like damaged his body okay i mean he seemed to get along for a while with the the sand people in the the middle of the desert but i'm i was wondering in the back of my mind i wonder if at some point they're going to introduce and i'm not sure in the expanded lore if this is a thing but maybe with the clones if at some point they have um an early degradation yeah it's possible um I don't know if there's anything in the new canon, but in the older canon, um, all the clones had died out by this point. Mm. So, like, they they in the old canon, they were all gone by like a New Hope Empire time time frame. Like, they had all been replaced by uh, conscripted soldiers, and and literally, like, clones were de- dead. Yeah. All right. I still, I still think episode two was amazing, though. Did we even talk? Uh, I don't think we've talked about episode two on the podcast, uh, but uh, episode two was so fucking good. That was, uh, well, that was the bulk of his uh, story with the sand people, him yeah. uh, earning their respect, stopping the uh, the train from the, uh, whoever those Pike, guys are. Pike Syndicate. Okay. We've seen them before in the Clone Wars. They are involved with... Uh, uh, the red dawn and uh malls people and all that kind of stuff so that's kind of like ties in 
but that's also why the uh the the huts didn't want no longer wanted to get involved was now that the pike syndicate is involved and has it out for fet uh they don't want any piece of it. Side note here. Did you see the rumors that uh, Katie Sackoff might be getting her own Bo-Katan show? Yeah. So um, what that's coming out of is it's the the rubble and remains of the Rangers of New Republic show. Because she was uh, tied to play supporting on that. Yeah. And then since that fell apart, um, they're just going to go ahead and instead of giving it to Gina Carano, they're going to give it to her and let her helm the show. I guess that could work. I mean, I figured though they were they'd be covering her story in season three of Mando because they've got unfinished business with that sword. <laughs> yeah, there's unfinished business there, but that could be resolved in an episode or two. I don't yeah. think she's gonna. I don't think she's gonna go completely antagonistic to Mando. No. Either way, yeah, I'm down for more of that. Oh, did you uh, did you watch the Eternals yet? Have not watched the Eternals. No. Got to get around to that. I I don't see why it got all the hate that it got. Um, I thought it was a perfectly acceptable movie. Um, non-spoilery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see where homophobics and sexists might have issues. Uh, but other what? than that. And uh, Eternals. Oh. Other than that, it seemed like a perfectly fine movie. And... There are some good action scenes, and there is one post-credit scene that I will squee about later once you've watched it. Okay, I have to watch that. Maybe we'll watch that this weekend. Um, uh, the way fucking COVID's going right now, I, I think we might have to wait for streaming on on Spider-Man. Oh, like I, I want to see it so bad, but I just. <laughs> find an empty theater near you like I, I literally went uh and there was just me and one other couple of ladies and they were like 30 feet away from me right. we'll see but so far we're leaning to waiting at home but i don't know yeah it, I, it, it it's kind of exploding right now with everybody catching it so it's fucking serious yeah there <laughs> It was actually tying into this conversation. Uh, there was a new Saturday Night Live last night. And I forget the name of the, the new guy who's uh, doing his impersonation of Biden. But it was they opened with a press conference with Biden basically telling everybody in order to stop COVID, stop seeing Spider-Man. <laughs> stop going to see Spider-Man. <laughs> He's like, everybody in America has seen Spider-Man like eight times now. And then boom more COVID. So everybody stop seeing (laughs) Spider-Man. But he's not, it's a joke, but he's not really quite off because I saw the box office now. Uh, It's topped 1.6 billion worldwide. Yeah. And has now become the biggest movie ever in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because of the cameo of Mexican Spider-Man, didn't you know? Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Spoilers, Todd. Does he just have a big hat? On top of the suit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> El Spider-Mins. <laughs> uh, Scream, the new Scream also came out and I, uh, had I a pretty so good weekend. Watch that. I so want to go watch that. Yeah? Yeah, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> you say you really want to, but you're not going to. Yeah, because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can wait for it. I'm not like 
itching to go see. I need to rewatch the old ones. I, I, yeah, I've seen the first two a zillion times. I love those. The third one I saw once in the theaters. I remember nothing about it and I never even saw the fourth. Um, I mean, all oh, they got the original cast in there. I still love the first two, so I'm down. I'll check it out eventually. But we're still uh, rewatching, <laughs> for better or worse, we're still rewatching the Matrix movies, so we can watch the new one. Um, I've we... I've heard the uh, the resounding reviews for the, the the fourth one is why. Yeah, I've heard that too. <laughs> um i've seen maybe one friend who who like loved it and was blew their mind and whatever but everybody else kind of like meh did Uh, did we really need this yeah well as we're going back watching the other ones like we didn't need anything more than movie one really true the first one the first one still holds up still is great the first one and animatrix holds up yeah oh yeah the second one have that dvd i had the animatrix but I did too. I don't know where it went. The second one uh, had bits and parts that I still love to this day and would defend yeah. bits and parts of it. The the freeway entire sequence is great. Freeway and the Chateau fight. I, I think the Chateau fight is still the best fight in the entirety of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, the, 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 uh, the foyer like intro, uh, into the, the tower fight was pretty fucking good but uh, in the first film right but yeah. i think the chateau fight is still my favorite of the entire series yeah that was pretty good um i had to look up uh, we had to read an explainer article afterwards like just to break down everything that the um the architect explains to neo about mm-hmm. how there was like five or six i think it was five iterations of like the one and a cycle of the matrix more than that i think i think it's been going on for a couple hundred years at this point yeah um but yeah also in in the chateau that's where they meet the merovingian merovingian yeah yeah, weird ass name the weird frenchman um oh always another note the wachowskis were really fucking horny when they wrote that second movie. Like the whole meeting with the Merovingian, like he introduces himself by showing, hey, look at that hot chick over there eating her little dessert. I sent her a special dessert. He programmed a piece of cheesecake to give her an orgasm orgasm. in the middle of their little like club there or whatever. I was like, what the fuck are we watching? (laughs) I mean, it's it's a movie about 90s goths. 90s goths were fucking horny. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not like that whole that whole club that, that, that they take Neo to in the, in the first like ten minutes of the flick is a, like goth BDSM club. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. They also explain in that conversation with the Merovingian, and then earlier with the uh, the Oracle, um, <clears throat> some of the holdovers from the previous iterations of the matrix i think they said the second version of the matrix had like monsters they they just the machines decided to introduce like vampires and werewolves and shit yeah i, I like how does that make sense why like 
they're tr- they're AI trying to figure out what the fuck humans want. And they didn't exactly know. So what do they have at their what do they have easily at the uh, easily accessible at their fingertips? They have all of humanity's like, like media. media creations and okay. at times like we were obsessed with fucking monsters like a lot of our movies have vampires and zombies and shit. Yeah. And so they're trying to like if you, if you remember that they, they, they went through a few iterations where at the beginning, like they created this perfect utopia and then yeah, as paradise. Smith, yeah. Yeah. Paradise. And then as mm-hmm. Smith, like our human fucking monkey brains can't accept utopia paradise. And mm-hmm. we were like, no, fuck this. And we rebelled and all that good stuff. And then, okay. So if paradise doesn't work, what's next? Okay. Well, fucking murder them all with monsters constantly. <laughs> We set them yeah. in Transylvania, and we got Vlad the Impaler fucking murdering them. Yeah, so yeah, the Matrix 2.0 is just like the monsters or Scooby Doo or something. <laughs> just, yeah. a, just a constant Scooby Doo adventure. And then finally, finally, we we uh, the 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 perfect Matrix where the least amount of people are, are shrugging it off is like the oppressive like late 80s, early 90s corporate like. Mm-hmm. You can have a life, but you're also chained to a desk for, for nine to 12 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> In this love- giant metropolis, it seems never ending. Yeah. I did love the, the tweet floating around when the new movie came out. I'm like, wait a minute. How does the Matrix even work in today's age? Like. Oh, you're going to force me to be in a fantasy uh, version of 1999? Like, shit, frost my tips and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Con- compared to today's uh, today's world, it's a fucking paradise where even on a, a fucking fast food salary job, you can afford a nice three-bedroom house. Yeah, no shit. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right what else we got well in the world of uh hbo max shit another thing on my list peacemaker has released and the reviews for that are pretty fantastic yeah Um, yeah which i mean as expected from john cena and james gunn just being batshit insane uh, I'm, I haven't looked up much on it because I, I want to completely avoid spoilers, but all the little headlines of reviews I've seen are just absolutely glowing. So I'm excited for that. Um, another random uh, article, Gina John Cena, him and he and Allison Brie are actually going to do a little buddy action comedy. I'm okay with this. Yeah, also Freelance is the name of it from Pierre Morel, who did the Taken franchise. Of course, he's an ex-Special Forces operator who <laughs> takes a job providing security for a journalist, Alison Brie, hoping to salvage her career by interviewing a dictator. Things go sideways when a military coup breaks out in the middle of the interview, and so they're on the run. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's action and adventure comedy. Alison Brie, I'm down to see her do action. I was thinking about, uh, I, I mean, she got in super crazy shape for um, Glow. Yeah, she lost a fuck. She was already like a skinny, small girl. Oh, yeah, but she, she she's lost. Very skinny, but she is ripped. She, uh, 
she got on crazy shape for glow for all the wrestling training and everything. And even after that, like, I think just like a month or two back, I saw she's occasionally posting her like workouts, like lifting crazy deadlifts and shit. Um, yeah, I'd like to see her do some kick-ass action. That'd be fun. Yeah. Or John seen it, you know, knowing their two sizes next to each other, <laughs> actually probably what could happen is that move from Marvel where didn't the Hulk, throw wolverine into battle at some point yes. Multiple was, was times. the hulk or was another was the juggernaut or somebody no it's it was... hulk and occasionally um thing okay you just they, like they... launch wolverine at enemies so john yeah. Cena could just launch allison brie <laughs> whatever the name is for that maneuver i want to see that ball i think it's called That one also reminds me of um, there was another like adventure movie trailer that we saw a little while ago with Sandra Bullock, The Lost City. It's that's another movie coming out this year. Uh, Sandra Bullock is I think she's like an adventure romance novelist or something. And oh, that looks hilarious. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is like the cover model for the books. So he's like what like what Fabio was in the 90s of all his romance novels he posed for. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like some idiot model dude. And somehow they end up on some insane adventure. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> is, is like her, agent or something. her or he's like some crazy billionaire, I oh, think, yeah, yeah, who yeah, yeah. gets her wrapped up in some insane like jungle adventure or something. So basically she writes and- these adventure romance novels yeah. and he Daniel Radcliffe's character is convinced that these long lost cities that she writes of are actually real. Right. And wants her to like try and help him discover them. Right. The only thing that I've seen about this film is like a teaser teaser of a teaser. That's just them three standing next to each other talking for a moment. And it just puts in perspective how tiny the Daniel Radcliffe is and how large Channing Tatum is because uh-huh. he is a giant and he, even Sandra Bullock is taller than Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. You really need to watch the full trailer. It's amazing. Yeah. It really won me over. It, uh, it, it looks, it's big, dumb fun with a lot of people that I enjoy. Um, I think even wasn't Brad Pitt at some point in there. He, yes. He's like, he, he comes in as like, because like Sandra Bullock and Channing, Channing Tatum's like trying to come to her rescue and he's like a dumbass. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And then Brad Pitt is in there as like the true outdoorsman survivalist guy showing him up. <laughs> oh but... man, I'm remembering bits of the trailer. <laughs> and like fucking Toad, you gotta watch this like right now. It's yeah. so good. The Lost City. So that uh, looked that looked fun. You're laugh your ass off. <laughs> it, it's on the list. It's there you films go. to see. Um let's see what else we've got and more tv news um the uh the i'm probably the only one in the universe who still watches these because i'm ride or die at this point i guess but the uh, the arrowverse shows have uh kicked back off um picking up where their seasons left off and actually superman and lois just kicked off their season too um but there is big news the another new series they're gonna have a go at David Ramsey, who is Diggle from Arrow. And they've been hinting at him for a while that in the Arrow finale, if you remember, like he, they don't explicitly show it, but they basically hinted heavily that he finds a Green Lantern ring. 
And since then, I don't know if you've kept up with the shows at all, but he's been making little guest appearances on the individual shows on Batwoman and stuff. Um, and they've been hinting that he's like on that journey to, to maybe seek out the Green Lantern powers or whatever. But they haven't explicitly said it yet. And I was wondering, okay, are they gearing this up to tie in with that other Green Lantern show that's going to be on HBO or something? I don't know. But now news came out that he's going to headline his own show at CW called Justice U. And he is basically putting together a gang of young metas to go undercover at like a school or university or something. Okay. I've always liked that character and I've always been curious if they would ever pick up on him again. So I'm, I'm, I'm just done with the CW universe. Like <laughs> I'll watch the final season of Supergirl once the, the, the final episodes are out and I'll watch mm. now that the first season, I think the first season is all completely out on HBO max Superman and Lois. I might pick that up yeah, because everybody Superman says that right. one's the best of it, yeah. but uh, I think I'm done with it. I, I, I can't take another episode of flash yeah, Flash I don't, I don't is have so it rough now. I, I'm just waiting for that to end. I can't, my completionist brain cannot let it go because I'm in this deep. I just have to see it through the end. I just got to know how the hell they, they decide to end it. But um, I still, I, I mean, I'd probably mention this every time we talk about this, but Legends of Tomorrow is still fantastic because it's just its own wacky thing now. They just lean into the insanity. Um and uh, and Superman and Lois definitely I highly recommend give that a try because that's just that's just a solid good show. Um, what cracked me up the other day I was talking to uh, David, uh, our old friend David Harding, and he who is of course uh, Superman is his end all be all. Literally and, all he does is on Instagram just post photos yeah, of Superman. Yeah. That's all so, he does. Just we were chatting and catching up and talking a while, and just about a month or two ago he started watching Lois and Clark for the first time. <laughs> he is just, our young David has just discovered Lois and Clark and he is head over heels for it. He is over the moon. Like he said, like, this is his new favorite live action Superman, like period. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, really? <laughs> I mean, I loved it as a kid. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but he just. I don't, I don't know if it would hold up now though. Uh, apparently, I mean, according to the, Superman experts, uh, David saying just, I think specifically he was harping on like the tone of the show is yeah. most like the books. Um, yeah, because and- that, 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 that version of Superman was very much goody two shoes, like yeah. saccharinely sweet, mm-hmm. like that good 90s guy. cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it worked. It's a fun show. I, I could revisit that one. See if it holds up. I love, I don't remember the actor's name, but uh, the other coach, the adversarial coach from the Mighty Ducks, he was uh, Perry White. And he was a great Perry White. <laughs> the old generic asshole white dude from, from the 80s. Uh-huh. Well, he wasn't an asshole. He was just like, he was the hard riding, like. He was a douchebag. News reporter boss. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I like him. He was, he had a bit of a charm to him. He was a hard ass, but also endearing. I think <laughs> it reminded me of another show that, um, I didn't even know about, but when Meg and I started dating, she introduced me to first edition or early yeah, edition, early edition, early edition. I think that was mid to late nineties. 
And it was some very uh, similarly saccharine 90s show where this guy gets his morning paper dropped at his apartment door, but it's like tomorrow's uh, no, paper. Uh, yeah, tomorrow's paper. So what he tries to do is he sees all the bad things that are going to happen and he aims to fix them before they happen. Yeah. So like a, a bus crash or something happens and he's got tomorrow's paper. And that's the mystery. Like who's dropping off this magical paper for tomorrow? And so he Spoiler has to. Alert, he never finds out. Oh, um yeah, i don't know i think i downloaded that was that was our early dating years and i was like were we I to, was, like burn them onto cd yeah i was i was them? torrenting old shows old series to find and, and trying to dig them up and we i think we watched like an episode or two and then just forgot about it <laughs> yeah i'll tell you a show that i'm excited about todd what's that fallout fallout the TV series mm. is officially actually fucking happening at yep. Amazon. Uh, furthermore, this is moving forward with Jonathan Nolan directing and show running. Jonathan Nolan, brother of Chris Nolan of uh, Dark Knight fame and a bunch of other movies that you have to read explainers to make sense. To, of. Uh-huh. Not um, only that, but we have the writers of Westworld are involved. So I'm I'm excited because it's Fallout. I'm also afraid that it's going to be told completely from the broken view of a like half busted android or robot or something or Nuka Cola bot. It'll and be it, the fucking it'll be a fucking enclave I bought, but we won't know until the, the series finale when it pans out from the fucking I bought. Yeah, so we're gonna have the unreliable narrator, and the whole show is gonna be completely incomprehensible. You have to look up explainers to make sense of the entire season because you'll fa- you'll flash back and forth between different realities and perspectives <laughs> and twenty years in the past, and of course they're not gonna tell you. Eh. Or it could be great. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping. I'm excited to see anything live action Fallout. Really, uh, just more Fallout content in in general. Like, uh, seventy six was a bit of a disappointment, but it it has since grown into a complete game. One I would wish was offline rather than forced permanently online, but it's still fun ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Like we know Bethesda's schedule and because they're so jam packed, the next like potential fallout game, unless they pawn it off to another Microsoft studio, which they now can, um, is probably not coming for at least 10 years because we have Starfield, which does not release until the end of this year. And then there'll be expansions and DLC and, and, and focus on that for at least a year or two. And Elder Scrolls 6, which is like in the basic early development at this point, since they've been all focused on uh, Starfield for the last, Christ, 10 years now. I think, it's, I think they said it's been in development, active development for between five and seven years. Um, yeah. So Elder Scrolls 6 is not going to be expected for at least another three to four years after Starfield releases, Mm -hmm. which means the earliest we would get a new 
Fallout, a Fallout 5 is provided another studio is not involved, we're talking six to ten years down the line. Jeez. Yeah, so any yeah. any Fallout content is is okay in my book. Yeah, for sure. Just give me, I want to see, give me Fallout 3. Just give me that storyline, just straight up, with uh, New Vegas as a spinoff show. Agreed. Yep. I'm down. I'm totally fine with that. Like, yeah, we've seen the story already, but I want to see that in live action. Uh, throw money at uh, throw money at John Cena and uh, Jason Momoa to uh, to mocap as uh, as super mutants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and throw in um, for New Vegas. Uh, was it uh, Caesar's Caesar's Legion? Is the crazy mm-hmm. like war tribe or whatever? Give me, give me Taika as as the leader, <laughs> as as Caesar. <laughs> who do we, who, who do we get as uh, Mister Mister Hand? Mister uh, House, Mister House, Mister Hand, Mister House. He's the leader of, of Vegas, right? He, yeah, like, the secret evil genius behind the show. I don't know. Um, I oh, it's been so long. He's like you only you don't really see him. You just get him through the like through the television in a sort of fifties version of the bartender in uh, Back to the Future, where he goes to the future. All right, yeah, it's just that TV tube robot. Yeah, because in, in reality, he's like just like hooked up to machines. Like he's yeah, just he, like ancient, like a Mister Burns or something. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pre bombs uh, bombs falling. Uh, yeah. He's being kept alive by machines. Essentially, he's just a brain in the machine. Okay. So you could just have a synthesized version of him through the the bots and everything. It could be like like a Max Headroom sort of situation. Yeah, Max Headroom. That, that's what I was trying to to, to come up yeah. with. Hell, get him. He's still kicking around. <laughs> Matt Frewer. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, he actually he he played it in Back to the Future. That was the 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 waiter. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the cafe eighties. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Uh, in more Amazon series news, The Boys, season three, we finally got a release date. That's the good news. Bad news is not till freaking June, June third for The Boys season three. Um, they released a, a quick little teaser trailer with uh, just it really all it is just like zooming in on Homelander's creepy homicidal sex offender face <laughs> just like waiting for him to snap and uh like heat vision everybody who's like snapping photos of him <laughs> um but yeah that's gonna be fun uh, there's a oh todd your precious baby moon knight is getting a trailer tomorrow yes well we're recording today sunday the 16th so monday the 17th if you're listening to this in the future, then you may have already seen the Moon Knight trailer. <laughs> I think it's already leaked, so a number of people have already seen it. So okay, it's supposed so, to premiere on like Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a screen cap of the suit, and while it's not my favorite, it's acceptable. <laughs> acceptable. Yeah. All right, Todd. If I recall, you were a fan of Justified, were you not? It was. I I have not watched it. It's on my list. It's it's one of those that that are forever like near the top of my list, but it just keeps 
getting pushed down because something new pops up and okay yeah i forget who used to just rave about justified to me all the time saying i had to watch it but i mean timothy oliphant always great but they announced a little um return isn't it timothy oliphant and uh walter goggins walter goggins yeah so uh, i love walter goggins from the shield so like i'll Mm. watch pretty much anything he's in it's just it's on the list yeah he's always rad um but they announced a little uh return for timothy oliphant the limited series justified uh primeval which is i guess the the books that they're originally based off of uh elmore leonard's crime novels so there was a later one called primeval high noon in detroit and so they're going to do a limited series bringing back tim oliphant's uh u.s marshal character and everything um but yeah, like you, that's one that's been on my list forever. I mean, I love him and anything he does, but I've always heard good things about that show. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And I, I, I love Westerns. It's just I haven't watched any in forever. <laughs> I, I, I need to go back and watch that, and I need to watch Deadwood. And yeah. I can't remember now. Did they finally make the Deadwood movie? Yeah, I think that come out that came out a couple of years ago. Okay. Because that's the reason I never watched it is because everybody's like, oh, it's amazing. It's great. But you're going to hate it at the end because it ends on a massive cliffhanger. It's like, well, why the fuck do I want to punish myself with that? <laughs> uh, it's like it's like watching. It's like going back and watching the um, Sopranos and not knowing if he bites it at the end. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so here's one I didn't expect. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. We got the movie. We got the original books. We got the movie, and now a Scott Pilgrim anime series is in the works at Netflix. Now, are they just retreading same ground, or is it new ground? I don't know. Uh, it's possible. Maybe they'll retell just you know how it is in the books. Um, so they're going to do it like a Cowboy Bebop, where they uh, uh, adapt some of it and then come up with some new parts. And they'll adapt the first book and then immediately cancel it. Some <laughs> <laughs> uh, of that still fucking burns. <laughs> There's a petition out there. I mean, it's not going to do shit, of course, but like over a hundred thousand people signing, like begging for a season two. There was also a position, a petition out there with like last time I heard it was like fifty to seventy thousand people saying, "Please keep it canceled." <laughs> oh fuck you guys. <laughs> uh but yeah yeah so uh i guess they're working on a scott pilgrim in an animated form now um that'd be cool to see if they if they put it in the same style as the books they're very um i mean they they were stylized I and mean, brian lee o'malley he's canadian but he stylized them as mangas so it's in that format very looks very manga ish so it's manga, but their heads just like pop off every time they have to talk. Yes. <laughs> manga Terrence and Philip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not your buddy guy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> another one that now this, this is the, the bigger news that has me tentatively excited. I did not see this coming at all. Mike judge. <laughs> released a little teaser online on Twitter for a brand new Beavis and Butthead movie oh, and potentially, 
potentially more to come on Paramount Plus. And he revealed little sketches of middle-aged Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> oh my God. And it's, I think it's pretty damn perfect. It's. Please tell it, me it's them just still rail thin, but then they have this giant like beer belly. Well, it's, you get a mix of both. Um, <laughs> Beavis is still, he looks the same with like a, just like a little bit of elder man pudge, but he's really just like scrawny, wrinkly, missing teeth, <laughs> glasses. So he's, he's, he's been down the meth route. Yeah. He's been down the meth route and, uh, and butthead is just full of processed carbs. <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's me is, what you're saying but it's, <laughs> uh it looks exactly they look exactly how they should look at this day and age um and i'm kind of excited to see that I, i'm i'm excited to see them go this is it route a movie or a show uh well according to the tweet from mike judge said beavis and butthead will be returning this year with a brand new movie and more on paramount plus no exact date yet, but soon. Because they tried bringing the show back, and I actually really enjoyed the the new version of it with the internet and all, um, as opposed to them just watching music videos. But it, I guess, didn't do well because it's clearly not on. Yeah, they did a they did a reality. TV. I think it got one season on MTV. Yeah, they did a brief uh, season on MTV in 2011. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was the same thing. It was like, as opposed to just music videos, it was like watching dumb, you dumb internet videos. Um, but it was exactly them as they were like, they just transplanted from 1993 into 2011. But now it's like the progression of, they are actually aged and middle-aged mm-hmm. and still idiots. So just, just fucking give us our King of the Hill, like continuation. God damn it. Well, I thought that was being worked on too. That's been that was... in the works for like five or six years now. He's been trying to get that off the ground. Like, I think that's, I think it's closer to becoming a reality now, but mm-hmm. like, I haven't heard anything in about a year or two. So, well, hopefully, maybe this kicks off and that adds more fuel to that fire. Like, oh, Mike Judge is a hot commodity again. Let's bring back King of the Hill. Let's, let's, uh, you know, light a fire under that. Oh, we'd see. But yeah, Damn that it, would. Bobby. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> and last but not least, because everything old is new again, um, over in the world of Disney Plus, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen <laughs> <laughs> is getting a, li- a little sequel limited series continuing the story that. If nothing else, those films weren't the worst Christmas movies. I've actually only ever seen the first one. I think I've seen, there's what, three or four of them? There's three, I believe. I've uh, seen and, the first two. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailers for the the other, the, for two and three. Two is where he has to find a Mrs. Claus, I believe. Yeah. And then in the third one, he is battling against um martin short as jack frost (laughs) (laughs) oh thank god i've never seen that yeah i just vaguely remember the previews of it i've never seen i've only seen the first one and i saw that a million times as a kid but i mean despite his problematic personality that that first 
that first Santa Claus movie, like that was a good rule for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in this one, in the new, it's it is a continuation. So uh, he is now on the. Oh, I'll just read the thing here in the series. Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizing that he can't be Santa forever, starting to lose a step in his Santa duties. And more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the normal world, especially his two kids who have grown up at the pole with a lot of the pole, the pole. With Sounds a lot. like a strip club. <laughs> I mean, that's where his daughter is going to end up. Oh, that'd be rad. A, a gritty continuation, a reboot of the Santa Claus. The kids are grown up all messed up because my fucking dad's Santa and nobody believes them. <laughs> oh my uh, God. That was another, that was another SNL bit they did last night because have you seen or heard about that gritty reboot of the Fresh Prince? No. Oh God. Yeah. So that's really a thing on Peacock on the streaming the, on peacock um yeah will smith is like executive producing it or something but it's like a down-to-earth gritty reimagining of the fresh prince of bel-air so kids like learn how to grow up in the streets and now he goes to bel-air and blah 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 uh so they made fun of being wholesome it's it's he takes his brand of philadelphia violence to to bel-air yeah some shit like that i don't know Jesus. i mean i could be you know I, I missed it maybe it's going to be great who who cares but we made fun of that on snl last night with the gritty family matters reboot <laughs> fucking urkel beating the shit out of some other kid in an alley pulling a gun on him and he's like did i do that <laughs> jaleel white is kind of kind of fucking ripped right now he could pull it off oh man yeah i don't know (laughs) anyway the santa claus at disney plus that's happening this year um so yeah i guess now he has to look to uh find the replacement santa so he can you know hand off hand off the title um it doesn't give a any sort of release date or anything. It's just I think it's just been greenlit. So, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I really don't care. Yeah. Did uh, did you see the trailer for the Batman's? I think it was titled the Bat and the Cat, or yeah, the Bat and the Cat. Uh, is this is a Dr. Seuss one. What are you talking about? No, here? no, the the Batman, the Batman trailer. Oh, the Batman with Pattinson. Uh, yes. No, I have not watched it yet. But yeah, I, I heard that came out a few weeks ago, I think. And yeah, you st- I think we brought it up last podcast, but you still hadn't seen it yet. OK, all right. Yeah. But there is a uh, people were making a big deal about it because they're really leaning into uh, Catwoman, Selena Kyle's like origin story. Yeah, and- it's very much a Selena and Batman movie. It's not just Pattinson's Batman but uh, in somewhat relation to that, we also get our we've also gotten our first image of Batgirl, the new Batgirl. Oh, really? Have you seen this yet? I uh, will look that up right now. I'll send you the link right now. Leslie Grace, first yes. look at her Batgirl costume for upcoming HBO Max. Oh, that is very bright and shiny. Yeah, it looks good. That's cool. I mean, it's very, very comic booky, but that's cool. It it pays tribute to the original, uh, the original like, like almost 70, 70 uh, 
was the 77 or 76 Batman costume, like the color mm-hmm. and the, the shape of the bat symbol mm-hmm. is very similar to like the original <clears throat> Batgirl costume. That's cool. Especially with the cape. It's nice. I like it. Yeah. The uh, modern take on a classic costume. J.K. Simmons is... Oh, so is J.K. Simmons Commissioner Gordon again? I think so. That's cool. All right. Brendan Fraser, I believe, is uh, some bad guy in it. And, of course, Keaton is back. Yes. Which, I mean, that's I'm excited enough for that. Sign me up. <laughs> cool. It seems like there's still... I don't know. I, I'm always wondering what DC has in mind. Or do they have a set plan for this whole uh, universe at this point? Or it seems like they're they're mainly focusing on the whole world of Batman. Um, I don't even know if it's the same universe at this point. Like, like we what is going on? Uh, I guess we'll find out after the Flash movie. Although, yeah. um, uh, what's his name? Who plays the Flash? He uh, shot down those rumors about it completely rebooting the whole. Snyderverse, like rebooting the Snyderverse out of existence, he said, "No, that's that's absolutely not true." Yeah, uh, but they also denied that there was going to be three Spider Spider Mans in the Spider Man movie until like day of. Yeah, it's true. Wait, what? Spoilers, <laughs> Todd. Jesus. Uh, all right, that's cool. Is there a date on that Batgirl movie or no? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think there's a date yet. Because I think it's still filming. Oh, okay. Speaking of things that uh, are filming and wrapped filming, the Game of Thrones prequel series has wrapped filming on its first season. Uh, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Cool. I'll still check it out. Um, I mean, I'll watch it, of course. Yeah. I'm more excited to start Wheel of Time. It's another one on our never-ending list. Yeah, we'll get around to it. I think that's all I got for news, Todd. Yeah, I don't have much. It was. uh, It's been a slow like month for gaming stuff. Uh, Awesome games done quick was uh, held this this past week or two. Um, They raised three and a half million for charity. Nice. So. This is a. I'm not familiar with this event. So it's uh, speedrunners. So they they take old games and some modern games, and they yeah, exploit yeah. glitches and they do all kinds of crazy shit and they speedrun games to see how fast you can get through things. And the guys who beat like Ocarina in 12 minutes or something. Yeah, exactly that kind of stuff. Like yeah. people that go for world records and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I don't generally like the organization because they're kind of tools, but. <laughs> I mean, they do raise money for charity and it's a gaming related event. So um, three and a half million is nothing to shake a stick at. So yeah. it's awesome. That's good. Um, I did see uh, uh, a little bit of news. Well, I think uh, the game just released Final Space, that awesome, epic uh, cartoon um space opera that i kept telling you uh, raving about i had to watch and uh and then it got canceled and i was completely devastated uh they came out with a game uh, i guess some other company while the show was still in production uh there was a company working on final space the rescue 
I'm not sure how much, if at all, like it ties into the story of the show or if they're, if it's just like a little side thing, but I got all excited for that. And then I see it's a VR game. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to spend $200 on a, or 300 on an Oculus just to play one game. <laughs> see, I, if, if fucking Oculus hadn't sold to Facebook and it wouldn't be a Facebook like property i had bought an oculus by now but like i really i really do want a vr setup but i i I have no interest in tying my vr account to fucking facebook (laughs) giving zuckerberg any of your time (laughs) yeah it's it's already bad enough we spend as much time as we do on facebook and instagram but i i have no interest in furthering that fucking relationship it's our it's already weird when i see fucking ads for a bed when 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 i searched for it on my work pc and suddenly it's showing up on my phone and my home pc (laughs) yeah no thank you fucking zuckerberg always watching always listening (laughs) yes uh there was one cool little indie one i saw an announcement for um meg i thought you might actually be interested in it bear and breakfast yeah Bear and Breakfast. <laughs> a little indie title. Highly recommended. Berenstein Bears Go for Breakfast. <laughs> Apparently highly recommended for uh for fans of Animal Crossing and Stardew and little like chill uh like management type games. So the story, I'll, I'll just read it here. Build and run a bed and breakfast, but you're a bear. <laughs> <laughs> The Bear and Breakfast is a laid-back management adventure game where you play as a well-meaning bear trying to run a B&B in the woods. Hank and his friends find an abandoned shack and equipped with their teenage ingenuity, turn it into a money-making bed-and-breakfast scheme for unsuspecting tourists. As your business expands, so do the mysteries of the forest, and Hank soon finds himself uncovering a plot deeper than the wilderness itself. I like it. Uh, Yeah, looks fun. Little indie title just announced. It's supposed to come out sometime later this year. And uh looks like it's gonna be available on the Switch. I don't know if nice. I don't know what other systems. Oh, I like the artwork for it. Yeah, it looks cute. I, I, I like the that that genre is like some coming forward. It's like the casual, the casual RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's there's no huge high stakes, and there's there's a bit of like light grinding and kind of stuff like that, but it's just good fun. It's because reality is stressful enough and we, <laughs> we don't need another action, shoot em up, bloody adventure or anything. We need like peace, tranquility, low stakes. Low stakes. For we, sure. need, we need like low the, pressure. Yeah. The, like the, the like home and garden network. We need like HGTV. <laughs> the video game equivalent of HGTV. <laughs> yeah. I just want to chill out and see people pick out their decorations. <laughs> Then again, I guess even that can be stressful because you're like, fuck, I'll never own that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll never come close to owning that. <laughs> I'll never have my quarter acre backyard with a fire with a Death Star fire pit and uh, a smoker and a, a giant barrel barbecue. Uh, we have a big we have a pretty decent fire pit. That's uh, still, in the box. still in the box since our wedding in the closet. Because uh, we're waiting for one magical day when we have a yard. <laughs> uh, them's the breaks. Mm-hmm. 
All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining once again. This is Tony. This Todd. And Meg. We need new sign off. We need something fresh. Go fuck yourself, Cleveland. <laughs> what? I don't know why I said Cleveland, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I you said Whedon. Well, that too. That works too. Go okay. fuck yourself, Whedon. Okay, okay. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>